back in on Canuck Central. It's Dan Richo, Satyar Shah. We're in the Kintech studio. Canuck Central for Enzyme Pacific, Vancouver's premier Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, and Jeep Superstore on 2nd Avenue between Camby and Maine or at EnzymePacificChrysler.ca. A uh, lot still to come and a lot of uh, Canucks takes coming. Yeah, plenty of takes. And overrated, underrated. Everybody's favorite Wednesday segment. Uh, you know what? Let's just kick it off. Let's hit the music. I wanted to ask you guys. So uh, overrated, underrated, perfectly rated uh, is how it goes. You give us a topic, we decide if they're overrated, underrated, or on the off chance, maybe perfectly rated. Uh, reversible jackets. Overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated? If they're high quality, yeah. I would say underrated. Yeah, if the quality is good, underrated. If quality is bad, I mean, what's the point? what's the point? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I recently got a reversible jacket. Is it and high it's quality? two very different looks. Like one side is like a down jacket, the other side kind of looks like a bomber jacket. Oh, okay. And uh, it's uh, it's from a, a good brand, so no, it's it's uh, it's not low quality. And uh, I I feel like a new man. Feels oh, great. Wow. It's like wow, this this outfit looks totally different now that I've reversed the jacket. So you feel like Clark Kent? You'll go into a phone booth <laughs> and just switch it out and come back a new man. Yes. Ready I to do. save the world. I feel like when you get reversible things, though, you fall into like, you're just like one side better, right? So right. you never reverse it anyway. Yes, that's not a bad point. Yeah. So, if you can reverse something, how much do you like the, the other side? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yesterday I wore it one, one way. Today I wore it the other way. Oh, so, you wore it today. Yeah. Going to have to get a look at all, this. All over the place. Wow. I, I'm, I'm loving my new reversible jacket. <laughs> Good for you. It's I'm underrated. I, I feel like it's under... I used to say that reversible jackets are not great. For this reason. Like, you never wear the other side. Reach found something. You found two but jackets in one. Now I, uh, I'm i a changed man. I got two jackets for the price of one. Congratulations. <laughs> Good <laughs> for you. I'm going to move on to these submissions now. <laughs> there is one I want you to read later. It's from Andre. It's about an espresso machine. It's just keep oh, that keep that okay. in, in, you in know, the back pocket. Back pocket for All right. later. Yeah. This one from Hassan. The narrative that Pedersen cannot perform in big games. Overrated or underrated? It is. Uh, you might be surprised at my answer on this. Uh, overrated. Elias Patterson can't perform in big games. Uh, he, here's the unfortunate part of it. Uh, actual big games that Elias Patterson has uh, played in, not very many. <laughs> because what do I consider a big game? Playoff games, and Elias Pettersson hasn't had many of those. Now, you want to go back to his playoff performances? He had three goals, two assists against the Vegas Golden Knights, and outside of Thatcher Demko was essentially the only player that Vegas really had much to worry about during that series. Against the St. Louis Blues, a series the Canucks won, by the way, he had four multi-goal games in the six games of that series. So, like, what are we talking about when it comes to big games? Tuesday night in mm. Colorado? Like, yeah, it's it's a big game for a regular season, but 
playoff games ultimately are what decide what a big game is, and we just don't have enough of a sample size on Elias Pettersson yet. We have the sample. I mean, we do have a sample. The question is how much weight you put into the sample of him right. playing that postseason. And some he was will great. say he was great. Like he was. Now some people will say because no fans in the building, stakes were different. It doesn't really count. And if that's your take, then it doesn't matter. So yes, let's see what happens in the postseason. That's going to give you the answers I think you're looking for. So yes, underrated. Next one comes from Lawai. The Canucks winning percentage against the top teams in the NHL. Overrated or underrated? Actually underrated. Because <laughs> they've actually done decently against yes. the top teams. You would think the Canucks have like a, have one win in 12 games against the top teams in the league the way some of the narrative has gone. I think what, they're 10, 7, and uh, 2 or something like that yeah. against the top teams. Now, if you t- 10, 6, and 2. If you want to, you can take out the three against Edmonton because they were bad. They were bad early. They're, you're still seven, six, and two. You're still yeah. over 500 against the top teams. Yeah, they got Not two wins s- against Florida too. So yeah, and I think now Col- we've taken away five wins from the Canucks against top ten teams. I think uh, I think Colorado and Vegas. Uh, I think Vegas is a good record against them. I think Colorado is just around 500. Or maybe just above, and I think Winnipeg is pretty close to 500 too against the top ten teams. So it kind of fluctuates. Yeah, but. Yes. I mean, I think their record against the top 10 teams is overrated. Underrated. Um, You have a top record in the league. Your record is going to be good pretty much against everybody. (laughs) Like, I I, I just don't know how else to frame that. It it is underrated. And, And one thing I think that people maybe overlook is, like, when you are a good team, what do good teams do? They beat the opponents they're supposed to beat. Yeah. And the Canucks have been great at that all season long. And you shouldn't dock points from them because they've won the games they're supposed to win. Generally, they do have a loss to the San Jose Sharks, we do remember. But generally, they've they've won the games that they're supposed to. And if you can have a slightly above 500 or right around 500 record against other top teams in the league, that's going to help you be a great team and go to the playoffs. Now, like, what did we learn from games against Colorado and Winnipeg? For me, I think about it, if you want to look at it in a playoff type of picture, I, I, look, I look at last night's game. I look at Saturday's game against Winnipeg. Yes, both losses for the Vancouver Canucks. But if you like, if you were to play that over a best-of-seven series, like we're talking about a series that's probably going seven games, and it's a toss-up as to who's going to win because that's how close both of those games were. And generally, when you go up against other top teams in the league, that's the way it's going to play out because there's just not much to separate these two teams. Next one comes from Tim. The importance of the Canucks record in the remaining 12 games against some of those top teams like Colorado, Dallas, LA, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Vegas. Uh, I'd say underrated now. You know, I I think their record against the top 10 teams, like I said, underrated. But I do think um, how they now will play in those games does matter. I don't even think they've played all that poorly against (laughs) the Jets and the Colorado Avalanche this time around. Like To me, process matters. And the process wasn't that bad. Special teams can be a lot better, obviously. But there are a lot of things that they did more than fine. They can control the game. But I want to see them put it together and take a couple of these teams out. 
So I'd say it's underrated. And to your point, no matter what you see in the regular season, the postseason is completely different. You can get in a lot of trouble trying to uh, extrapolate what happened the regular season in a matchup against a, a team. And you look at their playoff matchup. The game's completely different. Like it's 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 not going to translate the same way. So overall, sometimes these matchup things are overrated in the regular season. But given everything we've seen from this team, you want to see them winning some of some of these games because so far they don't have a win against the Jets, no no wins against Colorado, and no wins against Boston. And those are three of the what top five six teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, this text, I I just I I know uh, it's. <laughs> I don't mean to like rip on people right now, but this text Canucks have zero wins versus top five teams is factually incorrect. They beat Florida. They beat Florida twice. twice. They beat the New York Rangers and they've beaten the Dallas Stars. The only one of the top five teams they haven't beaten is themselves and the Boston Bruins. Yeah, and they played the Bruins once. They played the Bruins again on Saturday. They played the Bruins on Saturday. Again, this is what I'm saying. So they've beaten all but one of the other top five teams in the league. It's recency bias. Like Sebastian texted in from Burnaby saying, you guys are so wrong. I can find big games they've, they've lost in the past three weeks. Boston, Jets, Colorado. Yeah, the most recent games. Yes. But on the totality of things, they've done fine against these top teams. Can they do better in some games? Of course they can. But um, it's it's one of those things where you're extrapolating the, what happened recently yeah. versus what happened earlier in the season. So I, I would say uh, to Tim's note, after I got distracted there for a second, I, I would agree with Sad that it is underrated, but for a slightly different reason. Um, they have one of the hardest schedules in the league going through to the end of the season. As evidenced by Tim's question. By, by strength of schedule. Yeah. Not not how many games they have in a short period of time. And it's underrated not because of what it's going to tell us about the playoffs or how they'll fare against those teams in the playoffs. It's underrated because they need to have a pretty decent record against these teams in order to maintain top spot in the West or mm-hmm. top spot in the Pacific Division. Edmonton's got a bunch of games in hand on them while their schedule is difficult and it's heavy. You know they're going to have a chance to catch up to the Canucks and maybe take uh, that top spot in the Pacific, and then maybe you're saddled with playing the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round. I think it is very important for the Canucks to have a good record against these teams so that they can maintain their top spot in the West or at least in the Pacific. This one from Matt Elias Lindholm's performance on the PK overrated or underrated? Uh, overrated. I don't think he's, I mean, um, I just don't think he's been able to make the impact that he can make quite yet. And that doesn't mean he's not going to make it. I just don't think it's come through yet. I felt um, prior to Saturday's game against the Winnipeg Jets, I would have said underrated. Since then, I would say it's still underrated. Okay. Uh, we're, we're making too much out of three five-on-three goals that, that came on Monday against Minnesota. Fair enough. But, and, I mean, and Colorado, just... like, Colorado's, like their, their power play is going to get chances. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but they mean, didn't score last night, but they, no. they really had their way with and got the looks that they wanted to pretty much all night. It's, it's only, like, what, seven games, eight yeah, games he's played? You know, I, you, you, I guess you can say underrated, but I just think anything early, it's like very overrated yeah. until you get a bigger sample of what it's going to look like. This one from Sion, the Canucks' refusal to shoot on the power play. <laughs> overrated or underrated? Oh, this is very underrated. Uh, what, what did they have, like four shot attempts in total on the on the power play last night? Yeah, very. Two, uh... two, uh, two power play opportunities. It's, it's not good enough, man. Like, they're looking for the perfect pass. They got to play downhill. Uh, I mean, 
I, I'm really not sure how else to say it. It's It's been really frustrating to watch these last couple of games. Now, even when they get set up, they're not doing too much with it. It's just, um, it's been really disappointing to see how this power play has gone from an absolute weapon to a real concern for the team over the course of, uh, of the season to this point. It is a concern. Uh, and... I'm optimistic because I think they have a lot of good pieces that, and they've shown us already this season what a good power play can look like. But it's not as simple as that because yeah. you see good power plays with a lot of talented players struggle for a whole season and even in the postseason. So it's not a get well card just because you have five very talented players on the same power play unit. Yeah. So I do think it's underrated. It's something that they have to figure out. Um, I would still be cautious about uh, ringing the alarm bells. If we get to game like, you know, 78 and their power play is sputtering, then I'll be a little concerned. Yeah. But honestly, like the power play is a, a funny thing. You get to the postseason, if they all of a sudden in the first game score two goals, all of a sudden the mojo is back, you're feeling good, new season, things can change like in a big, big hurry. So maybe not, maybe not no overstating things is the best thing. Next one comes from Steven, Phil Kessel's potential impact on the power play. Oh, overrated. The, the fact that the question's even being asked means it's overrated because... Well, let's say let's say the second power play. It doesn't have to be the top power play. It could be the second power play. I mean, if you're only getting two power play opportunities a game anyways, it's, uh, it's really not going to change all that much. I, the second unit has scored, as, uh, as we talked last week, two goals all season long. So I, I guess there could be some help there. But realistically, what's going to get Phil Kessel into the Canucks lineup? It would be a rash of injuries, which I don't know. I mean, it feels like ever since Phil Kessel showed up, uh, the injury bug has started to hurt the Canucks a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a Dakota little Joshua bit. went down now, and you know Garland had the the scare on Monday against against Minnesota, but he was back in. So it's just Dakota Joshua, really. We'll see what happens. Defense has uh, gotten more of the injury bug than anything else, maybe. Yeah, I think it's it's all overrated around Phil Kessel. I think you just need to relax and wait and right. see what happens. What I will say is, is having Phil Kessel in the lineup as a power play specialist on your second power play, whatever, maybe getting offensive starts in specific situations. He had eight power play points last year for mm. Vegas, by the way. Um, more impactful than PDG on the fourth line playing like eight or nine minutes a game and not playing on the penalty kill. I mean, that's that's fair. The thing is, though, how much are you playing on the second power play unit to justify that? Like, are you better off for a guy playing, you know, getting a minute of power play time or having somebody that you trust for the seven minutes you're going to throw out there at even strength? Mm -hmm. I just don't know. If you played on the first unit, I'd say, okay. Gives them an option. It's an option. I, I just don't know if it's... it's it's. I don't know if the the juice is worth the squeeze and trying to put him into the lineup and sacrificing a guy that can play every shift. I'm just not sure he's going to give you enough value there. On the second unit, like some games, I mean, how much did the second unit play yesterday, for instance, yeah. with two power plays? Very little. You know, it depends on the game. If there's only a couple power plays. The, the second unit really has nothing that scares you at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. It's it's pretty wild, but it's like, all right, let's I mean, go Garland and Mikheyev. Sometimes Hironic gets a real big shot yeah. and the... Uh, Gets blocked. Okay. Next one from uh, Dom. Fanatics jerseys. Overrated or underrated? 
<laughs> Man, I am worried about what NHL jerseys are going to look like next year. Yeah. Like legitimate worry. Because uh, MLB is rolling them out. And today it was a lot of like the photo day for a lot of teams. And they had the pants on. And the, <laughs> the pants, pants were Pants are see-through. That's not good. It's <laughs> not good. You That's can see good. like uh, the guy, like how far down the jersey goes down the guy's pants because it's just it's like tucked in. so incredibly see-through. It's oh. like Shohei Otani's trying to look cool and his like pants are see-through. Like ah, sorry Shohei, first look in a Dodgers uni and it's uh, it's pretty mid. And the yeah. belt loops are like weirdly <laughs> off-center. It's man, it's like how is the quality control this bad? Yeah, I know. Did you I know. see? Um, so one MLB player took a video of his jersey and complained about it on Twitter. And like some fanatics customer service representative responded, responded and said, oops, looks like we made a mistake. Send me a DM and we can help you out. It's like, no, nah, bro. I didn't. This is this is literally what they sent to our team. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Fanatic stuff is bad. I, I mean, I've only ordered one thing for fanatics and it was uh, a Nick Chubb jersey. Yeah. And it and completely fine shape. That jersey is fine, but uh, I've seen the horror stories. Uh, <laughs> Fanatics is an indictment on capitalism. My column. <laughs> See, I just, I'm loving the takes on Fanatics, though. It's just like they're bad. They yeah. uh, the the quality, and I've heard from shipping and seeing how many mistakes they've made. Like buying a Quinn Hughes jersey, and they send number 34 instead of 43. Like it's mad how bad they can be with some of their mistakes um and now that they are the people making the jerseys for the actual teams i mean what's gonna happen when it's like 37 degrees out and these yeah. guys are like sweating like crazy like these jerseys have no breathability this is a problem yeah and uh they're taking over the nhl next year yeah, they are it's gonna be, be fun it's gonna be a lot of ripped jerseys out there Next one from Woodrow. Hats celebrating President's Trophy wins. <laughs> overrated or underrated? Uh, is this uh, in reference to the, the hat I tweeted yeah. about yesterday? Yes. I say underrated. Why not? It's a novelty. <laughs> Apparently they're everywhere. They even sell them at lids and everything. <laughs> yeah. They do them like, for every hey, team. You can get them at Winners and Marshalls, maybe. Your, your local winner, Winners and Marshalls has them on discount. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think... So I, I do believe winning a president's trophy is underrated, but I also think it's weird to celebrate winning a president's trophy when you haven't won a Stanley Cup. Is it though? I mean, because you win the president's trophy before the playoffs begin. Are you supposed to not celebrate it? Yeah. We're going to put this on layaway. We're going to no, put a celebration not, on you're, layaway. You're not supposed to. <laughs> like, don't, don't, like, don't, don't give it a nod? Don't, no, don't celebrate the president's cup. It's like cool that you won it. But Why like not? also you're like it's weird to celebrate. Really? So so cuz so, it's not the trophy you ultimately want. So to you win. shouldn't you shouldn't be celebrate winning the FA Cup. And well, it's it's not winning the Premier League, so why should you celebrate winning the FA, That's FA Cup? That's a totally different context. Well, how how is that? it different? How is it different? This is the regular season trophy versus Stanley Cup. It's literally the same concept. No, it's It's winning it's, a trophy for being the best team in the regular season and FA Cup the a FA tournament. Cup is a completely different competition from the Premier League. But this is not, well, in the regular season, it's completely different than the postseason. You're playing series. You're not playing, you know, seven different teams in the first round. One is a tournament. One is a marathon. Uh, I get it. I get what you're well, saying. If, I anything, get your if anything, the Stanley Cup's like the FA Cup. And the President's Trophy's like winning the Premier League. I, I, if anything. I'm with you. We shouldn't discount what it means to, like, win <laughs> a President's Trophy. I just, I believe in my heart of hearts it shouldn't be celebrated. Don't celebrate winning, being the best team. Whatever, celebrate it. 
putting like we're gatekeeping celebrations now. Yeah, we, yes, we are. <laughs> NHL should go full Major League Baseball and just like celebrate after everything. Yeah, champagne in the room. Hey, man, 100%. your Lakers absolutely celebrated the heck out of, of that in-season cup. You want a cup? You you want a trophy? In my view on this has changed. Like I used to be the biggest snob when it came to Chelsea. I'm like, I'd rather finish top four than you know. But now Chelsea's ninth in the Premier League, so and they're like, fantastic. let's let's win the league cup. Let's go, Carabao Cup. Well, they've never about they, it. Well, you know, they've uh, won the Carabao Cup and all these cups in the past. <laughs> But it's, there's value in winning trophies. There is. Uh, there, there is value. I just, I, I wouldn't celebrate it. I, would, I wouldn't inscribe <laughs> it on a hat. What not, that's what I wouldn't do. So it's definitely overrated for me. Underrated. Next one. Jeffro, the LED court for NBA All-Star Weekend. Overrated. Uh, Everything about NBA All-Star Weekend was overrated. I think it's fine. <laughs> you think it's fine? Well, I think, I think the All-Star cool. Weekend is fine. The yeah. court I wouldn't want to see in a regular game, but for an All-Star game, it's fine. Yeah, I think it's cool, whatever. It's trying different things. Like, yeah. it's not a, it's a meaningless game anyways. Yeah. That's some fun. <laughs> throw a four-point line out there. I don't care. <laughs> four-point line. I'm just, like, so over the uh, the whole, like, referendum we have to have after every All-Star game experience. No, oh, everything was the All-Star this game. This is what I'm going to say. It's like, man, like, it doesn't matter. They're never going to put in effort. Yeah. So you don't have to change things because it's never going to work. And that's okay. It's great for the city that it's in. It's great for the people that are get to go there and enjoy All-Star Weekend and everything that comes with it. It's not great television. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody should ever try to confuse it with that because we're used to watching these guys care about the competition they're playing in. And when you watch an All-Star game, they definitely do not. No. Well, they don't care. It's just for fun. And it's it really the, is just all about the sponsors. Like, it's for the league to, to really, like, pump up their sponsors and have those kinds of things. And it's a le- it, it's always going to be a moneymaker for the league unless that changes. All-star games are going nowhere, and you can't force players to care about them all that yeah. much. Next one from Andre Nespresso Machines. Ah, uh, so underrated. I got one, you know, early birthday present. Is this like my reversible jacket? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this, this, this is my my take on it. I love Nespresso Machines. I got it, and I got a frother as well with it. Ooh. And, like, my... My morning coffees are just absolutely delightful. Just and different, you get different pods as well, different tastes yeah. of the coffees, different strengths and everything. Now, not not to be like the espresso snob, but like I don't have an espresso. I don't need. He doesn't need an espresso frother. machine. <laughs> I don't need pods to make my espresso in the morning. I steam so my milk on my own. <laughs> on your own, you're yes. right? So yeah, do you like rub your hands on it really fast, or do you use a stove? Uh. No, on I, my own. It's my, like, man, my, my it's like espresso he machine fire. Has, the, has the steamer. He's like, I invented fire. <laughs> my espresso machine has the steamer. Uh, he has an espresso machine. It's a I machine. Don't, I don't have an espresso. I have an espresso machine. Yeah. Oh, well, espresso. if you say them fast, yeah, you sound the same. Listen, uh, I'm, I'm not. No, you know the what? Both are great. Uh, any, anything that is more espresso than Canadian coffee is, is a win in my book. Yeah. So I gotta figure out a way to make decent iced coffee at home. Yeah, because I'm not a hot coffee guy. Espresso machine might help you out. Nespresso? Or, yeah, they, oh, they, you Nespresso. can make ice, iced okay. coffee. You can do anything. You want. I, just, yeah. I was just clarifying which. Even it, with a regular espresso machine, you can, uh, <laughs> you can make iced coffee at home. You just. It's really easy. You just wow. I meant for cheap. Put gonna make ice cheap. in a glass and then have the espresso pour over the ice. But then it's uh, then it's hot. <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure it out. All right. I'm sure that's the way. You're right. Is that it? No, there's one more. Okay. Uh, I got one more too. Go on. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll go. <laughs> Austin and Langley cannolis. 
Overrated or underrated? Uh, I'm I'm the wrong person to ask. They are underrated. They are very tasty. I think they're overrated. Wow. I'm just not a big fan. You you haven't gone to the right place. Maybe. Even I I will appreciate a good cannoli. Everywhere I've had them, uh, they're just not. Village, very good. Uh, I think Cannoli King, Renfrew and uh, and Hastings, pretty good. Yeah. So, got a text. Uh, brew coffee, pour into jug, put in fridge. Use coffee to make ice cubes. What are you new to ice coffee? <laughs> I am new to ice coffee, but that's a great idea. Use the coffee to make the ice cubes so that it doesn't. Silver black, down. Silver, silver black Canuck knows what's yeah. up. Yeah. Knows knows the black stuff very well. Um, so. This one on from Dex. Expensive yeah. watches. Now, if you have the money to buy a Rolex or expensive watches, like by me. all means, but like Josh Elliott Wolf, I'm not going to sit here and say they're overrated because there's some Cartiers and everything that are beautiful. And if, if that's what you want to do, go ahead or whatever. But I'd say that you can probably get a lot more mileage out of some less expensive watches that are super nice too. Yeah. I, I'm all about changing. Like I just have an Apple watch and I'm all about just changing the band. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it looks a little so different. Nice. You have an Apple Watch too, Dan. I do. I love my Apple Watch. I have like traditional watches. I like changing mine out. And I've kind of got back into watches yeah. recently. Honestly, like have, I have a couple of Casios. They're so much fun. <laughs> they're cheap, but they're like awesome. And I have some like nicer watches. But I'd say, yeah, you can probably get yourself a nice collection without overspending on watches. You can buy nice watches at uh, discount prices. 100%. And um, honestly, like a Citizen watch, like they're really good watches yep. too. You get some really nice ones and don't have to overspend on them. Mavado and some of them look really- yeah. can be very nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, the expensive watch game is just like... Not not for a radio host. It's I'll, different. I'll, <laughs> well, it depends. If you're Howard Stern, yeah, or if you're uh, you know the type of host that's making millions, different yeah. story. Like you my, can drop uh, like 100k on a watch. My wife mentioned to me the other day. Oh, did you see Rolex prices are going up? No, no, I didn't see that. Why, why would I've I not have not been keeping track? <laughs> yes, I was as I usually do yes. on Mondays. I peruse. That's that's me looking up a twenty-eight thousand dollar Daytona for sure. <laughs> And now that now we'll never afford them. Now they're going out. After uh, we mentioned them. I just yeah. about saved enough. Um, there was another one earlier, but uh, we'll have to find time for it later. But coming up next, Jeff Baker is going to join us as uh, we continue here on Canuck Central.